is very appropriate that we're recording this on St. Patrick's Day. Oh, oh shit face me. You mean evacuation day? I think that was Monday? I don't know. No, evacuation day is 17th. Oh, right. They, yeah, they, they observe it on the Monday in Boston or whatever yeah. so they can have the day off. Neat. What's yeah, evacuation dumb. day again? Uh, the day the last British left the colony, allegedly. The day the last Irishman chased the last snake out of Ireland? Is that how that works? The the day... Uh, the music died? The day up the long ladder chased the last bit of <laughs> dignity out of... I got nothing. Ireland. <laughs> Yet another. Uh, th- <laughs> I broke. How are you doing, Ames? I broke fully. Wow. Jesus. I'm so sorry. Holy shit. We're in trouble. You're our bowsprit. Our what? <laughs> this we were, fucking guy. We were just talking about bowsprits. What the on fuck the is that? It's, it's the, the pointy, pointy bit that comes out of the end of a sailboat. I didn't know that. Neither did I. Yeah, you know up. when Prince Eric kills the shit out of Ursula? Yeah, it's with the bow That's sprit. That's the bow ah. mm-hmm. But also, I guess if it breaks, like... When the bow breaks. You pretty much can't... Even though you don't think it does much, I guess it really fucks the ship over if the bow sprit breaks. Hmm. Kind of like how why. your tiny your baby toe is... I don't know. Is it under where you usually put, like, the mermaid or something? Or yeah, above underwear. it? Or... Um, where does the mermaid fall into place? Well, that's I the masthead, I think she's it? usually integrated into where it sort of is mounted, so... Okay. Yeah. I usually so right, though, I think it is under it. Let me start this again and see how much of this that Chris Chris has kept. We'll see how long this goes. It'll go on for days. Hello and welcome. It's a star to steer her by, your favorite podcast. Just Ooh. in general. Wow. Ooh. Take that, my bim bam. We've we've launched all the way to the top. Uh but we're a Star Trek podcast, which is why. Uh and we're doing another episode of The Voyager for our episode. It's number 300, but there's no Woo! fanfare at all. Oh, there it is. <laughs> we found the single fanfare. Yeah. Chris brought some fanfare. There was one fanfare for this otherwise episode. <laughs> hip, hip, who cares? Hip, hip. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know who cares? I care. I'm Ames. I'm Caitlin, and I'm yeah. ambivalent. I'm, oh, I haven't been paying attention, and I'm Jake. And this is your sweet baby brother, Griffin McElroy. That's Chris. We regret most of this. I don't. So we're here. We're covering more of The Voyager as we do. We are covering two episodes today. Who knew? Actually, we did. We announced this last week. The episodes are going to be Collective and Spirit Folk. All right, let's start with Collective. (laughs) The better of the two, I'll say. So we've got Chakotay. We've got Kim. We've got Paris. We've got Neelix. They're tooling about in the Delta Flyer for reasons i don't remember if it's even important why but uh neelix is pool sharking the fuck out of them at poker which is very typical and very funny i love it when suddenly oh shit borg cube whenever whenever you you haven't seen a borg cube in a while you just know your timer is ticking to when you're going to see another borg cube and there's one there cue the fight music So yeah, they get their asses fucking captured by Borg. So the rest of the Voyager's like, huh, where's that Delta Flyer? We ordered pizza weeks ago. (laughs) Where are they? 
Let's go find them. Let's go find where the, where the multiplier should be. And oh, there's a Borg cube there. Well, that explains things. Hey, Borg cube, we want our guys back. You know, Borg cube's like, you know, you resistance is futile. You will be assimilated. The whole Borg cube thing, like we know and love. Bang, bang, bang. And Seven's like, man, that's some not very Borg-like bang, bang, bangs. They kind of suck at this. What is up with this Borg cube? And Borg Cube is like, how about we uh, we cut a deal and you give us your navigational deflector for the for the hostages, which you know are still alive and fine, and you know not wandering around our haunted fucking house of a Borg Cube. Uh, and Janeway says, yeah, we'll consider that. We won't consider that. That's a terrible, terrible idea. We'll be dead in the fucking water without that thing. We'll consider it though. Seven, let's emotionally traumatize you some more and send you over to yet another Borg cube. Emotional trauma is irrelevant. And Seven is like, I'm there because she's literally over there now. And she looks mm-hmm. around and she finds uh, Chakotay and Paris and Neelix, but not Kim. Uh, where's Kim? Everyone's asking whenever Poochie's not on stage. Uh, and where's Kim is that he's still on the Delta Flyer because he got no- his ass knocked out like a typical Harry Kim day. Yep. But he can be our ace in the hole, literally, because he still has the fucking deck of cards. <laughs> wink, wink, Seven. Uh, we'll send our love to Harry. Uh, he's not here, obviously. Wink, wink, don't you know? So Seven, you know, realizes, oh shit, the people on this Borg cube, they're not your normal Borgs, and this explains why they fucking seem to suck at everything. Except the Resistance is Feudal line still sounds good. But they're actually a group of only five children. Of various ages, and they're, you know, trying to get their board cube activated. And Seven says, well, you guys seem to suck at this. You're children. You're obviously incomplete and suck. Let me do all of this for you. And they're like, we'll assimilate you, we swear. I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. <laughs> and, they, and they're like, the worst little children. But they're also Borgs, so it actually is fine. They're not the, they're the worst children, but they're fine as Borgs. All children should be Borgs, is what I'm saying, people. Holy shit. So Seven goes back to the Voyager, and she brings a Borg corpse with her, and they realize, oh, let's check out this Borg corpse. Oh, man, all the adult drones died of some kind of Borg disease. The children were still in their maturation chamber, so they were okay. They find a Borg baby at some point who is dying like, whoa. They bring the Borg baby back to Voyager and save its life briefly. And Seven just keeps trying to help the kids power up their ship. Janeway and Tuvok are like, how do we genocide these children? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is their favorite thing. Oh, yeah. they, so they have a genocide button ready to they go. They do. Uh, but Seven, you know, they want to see if we can get the kids to join Voyager instead of try to assimilate and kill us or take our navigational deflector, which will result in basically the same thing. Eventually, the first of the children is being the worst and things are going poorly and Seven has to reveal to them that Borg's not coming for your ass, by the way. They think you guys suck. And... And I don't like you either. Yeah, and frankly, you you do better on Voyager. Come on, come with me. First throws a giant fit, somehow gets electrocuted conveniently. Good. It was pretty convenient. The Voyager saves all the hostages and then eventually saves everybody else and everyone's fine and everyone just gets incorporated into the Voyager crew now. Welcome, Echeb. You're going to last forever on this show. I'm sure we'll be seeing them regularly from now on. We will. Yeah, no, I guess they actually do, like, show up. Oh, yeah, they're, oh really? They're, they're, they're recurring characters. Will we ever actually see the literal Borg baby again? Okay, Jake, well, Jake wanted... I know Jake specifically Yeah, I was very upset about baby. this baby because... We completely forget it exists <laughs> after the scene in sickbay. 
I, I loved the scene in sickbay, though, because the doctor was trying to emotionally, like, manipulate Janeway, and yeah. it failed so hard. In what like, way? Because like, he was like, here, hold the baby while I do some scans. Oh, I guess it just wanted to be held. And he's, like, you can see in his face, like, yes, you're thinking of it as a human now. Oh, by the way, I finished your genocide juice. And he's oh. expecting her to be like, damn you, doctor. You've made me feel for this thing. But instead she's like, good. And he's like, I, wait, what? More genocide juice, please. Like, you can even see it in Picardo's face. He's like, fuck, it didn't work. Let's test it on the baby. I am glad. Like, it wasn't the best looking prop baby I've seen, but it's a lot better than... An actual baby. An actual baby. It's a lot better than it could have been. And let's be honest, it's a lot better than the infamous, like... Clint Eastwood sniper movie baby. Oh yeah, that that was obviously famously, a plastic doll. bad doll. It's a, that I haven't was, heard about this. What is this? It was it was I've never seen the movie, but Neither it was uh, it was made fun of because there's a scene in which a character's holding a baby and it's very obviously like a doll. Like a cheap plastic doll. Like it wasn't oh, even trying no. like, to I, look I real. I feel like the well, idea was probably that they're like, "Oh, you know, we'll CGI in like a baby in post, maybe, or and I then it know. just never happened. Or like they weren't supposed to sh- let you see the face. It was just so Bradley oh, Cooper no. had something to hold, but they fucked up. I don't know. But like the last time we saw a Borg baby, it, it looked, just had a little hat. Yeah, because it, it was a regular baby <laughs> it was with a, a hat, a, a yeah. living thing. It was so cute. So, but when it's a puppet, you can put all kinds of shit yeah. on. Yeah. It. So this was like I thought. I thought that the Borg baby looked pretty cool. Yeah, no, I thought it, it worked. Yeah, I thought it was fine. It also, you know, because it's clearly not fully developed or so, or you know, has been in this tube of shit, mm-hmm. is also dying actively. Yes, yep. it doesn't need to look like a fully healthy baby. It should look like a little pale gremlin. Yeah, which it did. See, I'm just gonna go ahead and guess that because the size of the the, the infant, the doctor was unable to remove. The shit. So here's the notes I have, because it's very funny, because the in my book of synopses and shit, it says, because we never see what happened to the baby, it, it, it's assumed that it didn't make it, but we have Brad and Braga, years later, after, you know, being asked what happened to the baby, he says, well, we considered showing what, hap- what happens to the baby in the episode, we were going to show them return the baby to its home world. Mm. But the kind of the the rest of the episode kind of just had to be about the remaining kids yeah. and the focus. They needed to retain focus. Yeah, yeah. In this episode, and so he just said, "So just off screen somewhere, we returned the baby to its family." We there we go. Jettisoned the baby in the finny tube. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing: straight into they the should have just not had the fucking baby then, because it wasn't necessary. It didn't really add much. There was that moment of tension in yeah, one scene. Yeah, there was a little bit of tension. When it was clear that the existing Borg children didn't know what they were doing. But they could have, yeah, but they could have done that with one of the other, like one of the, there were two Borg children that didn't have a fucking line. Oh God, the creepy shining ones. <laughs> um, you know, maybe they, one of them got hurt and that could have been the tension. Yeah. Um, or something else is failing on the ship, and the kids don't yeah. know what to do. And Seven does because Seven yeah. knows. Yeah, these I mean, things. really, all you needed the baby for was to establish that Seven of Nine knows her shit, and you know is able to gain the trust of the kids. But 
Yeah. Yeah, there were myriad ways you could have done it. I didn't mind Borg Baby. I, didn't mind I also Borg... don't mind not never seeing it again because fuck that. Well, game. no, but that's the thing. I don't. I don't mind Borg Baby. I do mind a completely abandoned plot thread. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> welcome to Star Trek. I guess. I guess it just felt like such a significant part of the episode. To like, it felt very much like they forgot to finish it. Yeah. Well, the real shame about never bringing back the baby is that you totally could have had a baby day out episode where, like, it gets loose on a planet and Neelix and Harry have to chase it around a construction site. Before mm. it assimilates someone? Is it still a Borg in this case? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's that's up to, that's up to fucking Actually, that would be an interesting thing, like, because imagine the baby woke up and although it would not have had, like, properly developed human skills, everything it knows is Borg. Because it's a baby. It's a baby. It it's knows never nothing. Been, it's never been taught. But it knows Borg stuff because it's got the implants and that's all instinct, right? That Borgs just know to assimilate. It's trying to assimilate a doll at some point. Yeah, so like... It's like a Chucky style like, horror Be like, film. well, we have this baby, but we literally can't deprogram it from Borg shit because it knows nothing else. It doesn't have a... Like the other children well, are still children and can do children things because their brains... Are developed enough to do that. The baby, not so much. They taught one how to be people. And at first, one was running on pure Borg instinct. Oh, yeah. That's true. That's true. Just put the baby in a maturation chamber for a while and then deal with it later. Yeah. That just seems like a bad idea to have more Borgs on the, on the ship. I don't know. I like Borgs, so I will never I will never say no to more Borgs. And while I liked Borg Baby, the one thing I didn't like was the kind of not crying because the, the, the struggling to breathe noises that it was making because mm. they sounded too like an adult making baby noises. Mm. I don't know Fair. what the noises actually were, but they didn't sound like a... And I don't know wh why I wanted to hear this sound like a baby struggling to breathe. Here's the thing, though. Like, I was I was reading this on Memory Alpha about about this Foley... I can't tell if this is going to be a story no, or, no. or so a Jake no, story. No, the Foley, the Foley editor did an interview because this exact question came up. Like, how do you make the the Borg baby noise? Are you joking? You're, well, is it Toss Salad? This is definitely Toss Salad and Scramble Eggs. definitely not. God damn it. And basically what he said is he strangled about 30 babies <laughs> before finding the one that made the exact right noise for what a Borg oh baby that couldn't breathe sound like. I love you, Jake. Okay, so the fact that you brought up Foley, though, is I am now going to bring up something I was going to save for later. Do it. There was that moment where they're getting attacked and Seven falls over. Oh, my God. And... See, well, it's when uh, when one pushes her. Oh, okay, yes. Yeah, oh, right, that's right, yeah. When, when yeah, first... Like pushes her away from Yeah, when first console. pushes her and she falls over. Yeah. Oh, my God. I don't know what the fuck was going on with the sound effects guy, but it sounded like somebody dropped a sack of rocks and potatoes. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's not what a person falling over sounds like. Was he just like, oh, she's part robot, so it should be metal, right? Or Like, I went back and listened to it a couple of times because I was so... We watched it like four times. The sound was hysterical to there's me. There's this, um, there's this really terrible sci-fi show from the probably about a decade or more ago called Terra Nova. And I'm oh sure, yeah, I'm we should on the show. You hate we, that show. We've so talked much. about it a lot. But there's one of my favorite moments from I think the pilot episode is uh, I can't really remember the context of the scene, but it's like there's a there's a, a kid that had been in dinosaur times for a while, like showing the new kid around. Mm. And, like, they pick up a piece of fruit 
and it's a piece of fruit and they hit it against like a like a, a post or something like they hit it against something to like break it. I can't remember what happened. But anyway, like a coconut shell or something. It, but no, but it was a it was like a softish fruit, but it made the sound of like like somebody Frying hitting <laughs> hitting somebody over the head with an aluminum bat. <laughs> like oh, it's like boom. <laughs> What the fuck is this fruit made out of? See, Why are we eating this? Fo- foley, like like a good score, good foley is something you shouldn't notice. Right. So usually if you notice it, it's because something has gone horribly wrong. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no, I definitely, you noticed the weird breathing. I noticed the sack of potatoes and rocks fall. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's uh, You were almost lucky we didn't get like a comedy clang when Harry hit his head. Yeah. <laughs> Lucky or unlucky? I wanted to hear that. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think this episode is fine. I don't. I, don't, I think it was good. I yeah, I, the, the the children were surprisingly not awful. I think it's because children acting like Borg means that it's children acting well behaved, mm. which is great. Yeah, that's like it'd be I, interesting to see how much I continue to like them as they become human. Yeah, I was just going to say, I, I think that's actually what it is. It isn't that it's because they're well-behaved. It's because Borg don't talk like people, and child st- actors also don't talk like people. So what you're saying the is they sh- that the actress from Virtuoso should have played a Borg. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. What's that, Virtuoso? I don't remember. Doc's girlfriend a few weeks ago. From the singing episode. The woman who... Oh, couldn't... yeah, she was atrocious. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if that would have saved her, though. Yeah. Um, it might have I, saved us. <laughs> there's there's a woman we're going to get to in Enterprise. She's luckily a one-off as well, but she is fucking abysmal. Oh, don't Yeah, I was going to say, don't say that about uh, <laughs> Paul. Joey Blaylock? She finds she her She gets better. Don't say that about the tits. No, I like to say, it's a, it's a one-off character, and I think she's the one who eventually got better, because I think she's actually an actress now, but... Mm, <laughs> Unlike then. <men>. Yeah, <laughs> But yeah, no, this is, the Borg children were, were good. Yeah, they were good. I mean, the, so... I mean, two of them didn't have Yeah, lines. they had two of them that didn't oh, speak. Oh, yeah, they were God. horrifying. Yeah, they were they were sketchy. I I love the scene where Harry gets caught. Mm. Oh, with the, a little girl? And the little girl, yeah. and she's got all of his cards. Like, oh, you left these. And he's yeah, just like, ah, oh, fuck. I, I liked her well enough. And she's yeah. also the youngest one, so I expected to hate her immediately. Right, like, exactly. I she, yeah, I yeah, thought she was, she was quite good, actually. Yeah. For a, ch- for a children actor. Yeah, no, she was good. Did you guys notice that in the final scene when they're all on Voyager, except for the one who dies, they put her in a little blue dress that was the same dress that Isabella, the imaginary friend from the episode Imaginary Friend, wore in TNG. I did not. Of course I noticed that, obviously. I was too busy thinking that uh, it looked like Ikeb had inherited one of Wesley's particularly ugly sweaters. Hmm. He, he said yes. that too. Did you say Ikeb too? Is it Ikeb or Ikeb or Ikeb? I've already forgotten... Was it Ichab? Ichab? Oh, okay. So the thing is, I've never heard it said before. Oh. Well. Possibly it. in Picard. Maybe. But I, either way, I'm used to reading it. And okay. I've been calling him Ikeb for years. So when he said Ichab, I was like, ah, fuck, I'm going to keep screwing you know this what? up. Just stop saying I around him. It just makes him very uncomfortable. He's got to think <laughs> about oh, eyes. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, first there was the, was a dick. Uh, yeah, yeah, and like and, you know, another instance, you know, that's sort of. I feel like that's a, a tropey, like it's it's like an archetype. Yeah, for for like the like, leader who really shouldn't be in charge. Yeah, or? the kid, the kid who's a pe- who's a piece of shit, 
It's very Lord of the Flies. I was just going to yeah. say, yeah. I was just going to mention Lord of the Flies. It's that DS9 with the, the Valiant. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I was thinking the one, oh, God, it's from one little ship, damn it, uh, where the, they're, the B plot of the tiny ship flying around is some of the Jim Hadar don't like the way the the oh, original oh, Jim the Hadar alphas and the gamma right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that 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 too but yeah I was thinking more of the the Valiant and those assholes yeah. and Captain Jack Wit yeah. or fuck Locarno <laughs> yeah yeah so it's, I mean it's definitely it's definitely an archetype that they just recycled from everything yeah. yeah yeah but it worked in the in the kid it, the kid was a decent actor yeah no he did well as well yeah he played a great piece of shit he did <laughs> it's always good when they kill the piece of shit at the end conveniently you know? <laughs> you know? i was afraid they were going to kill one of the good ones and i was nervous about it i was hoping both the twins were going to get jettisoned mm-hmm. into space because they were creepy even once <laughs> they were deborgified they were almost creepier than <laughs> yeah i love it seven looks at the two of them and says ah your names are azon and rebby no idea which of you is which, so fight over which one's better. <laughs> yeah, and um, I like the... I, 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 speaking of sound effects that I did think worked, Echab's voice issues. Oh, I yeah, yeah, I yeah, that. yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah. And Seven fixed it by just waving a wand at his face like mm-hmm. you do in Star Trek. <laughs> yep, yeah, no, that's yeah, classic crack. The one thing that was a little weird was that little girl Borg had so much hair. You think it was a wig? Well, no, she shouldn't have had any. Well, also, her hair oh. was different when she was in human form. Was at it? At the end, I noticed. Either, yeah. either Maybe it was just like a lighting change, but it looked like she had much darker, frizzier hair, I feel like, uh, when she was well, Borg. And it, then she had straighter, it, lighter hair. It's and, very humid on Borg vessels, we that's, know. That so. is true. That's true. But yeah, like, because I thought it was clever, because each had, like, he kind of had, like, some fuzz. Like, his hair had started to grow in because he was not fully Borged. Mm. But then, like, her, and actually the twins, too, had, like, nowhere near as much as the girl, but they had, like, full heads of hair, which, also there, super curly on the ship, and then dead straight once they were on Voyager. Well, maybe, maybe uh, the explanation could just be that they don't lose their hair until later in the Borgification process. Well, out maybe. of the, ma- the maturation well, chamber. Well, like, like Echeb didn't have hair, so maybe he was farther along in the process. Yeah, so he had lost it. And, yeah, and it, it takes was... a while for for whatever Borg shit to happen. Hmm. Yeah. But yeah, so like now we're getting very good at deborgifying people. Oh yeah, yeah. we can deborgify, deborgify anybody. So there is Why never, didn't they there just is... take that ship? They should just live on that Borg cube. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. They Don't have you. a Borg cube now. No one's gonna fuck with you in the Borg cube. Did they at least grab themselves some transwarp coils? I mean, that's a knock that's a few a more good years point. off the flight. Like, yeah, you could just you could. I mean, the Borg cube is so big, you could park Voyager inside the cube. Yeah, and then with a tractor beam, fly around inside the Borg cube <laughs> and make it go. Well, no, if the, the Borg... I mean, you could. I'm sure you could just fix the Borg cube and, yeah. and have a fucking. Yeah, I didn't even think yeah, of it. Yeah, but the... it's so huge. A crew of 5,000 is usually on there, and there's only like... Yeah, but... Yeah, but the transwarp thing, that's the killer At app. least grab some of, some of the coils if you're not going to take the whole cube. Yeah. That's fair. I mean, we had a whole episode revolving around taking a huge risk to get some coils, and now they've probably got God knows how many just right for the plucking. Uh, nope, the kids to- the kids uh, launched all those out their torpedo tubes. <laughs> mm. That was one thing that struck me as weird, though. They were like, oh yeah, the Borg have said, fuck you, you're busted. And like, I get... Maybe not wanting the kids back, but I'm surprised they wouldn't at least salvage the cube for parts. 
I see. I don't think the Borg need parts. It's, I think if mm-hmm. anything, I would have expected them to send a self-destruct signal. Ooh, oh, I yeah, like that's that. That's a good point. Yeah. And that would have added some tension. That'd be great. Yeah. yeah. If it's like, no, no. That yep. would be an actual fight with first. Because yeah. then Seven could say, don't hit that button. That's the, the that's the self-destruct button. And he'd be like, I do what I want, bitch. Boop, 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 boop. Well, maybe it's <laughs> just what like, I want, the, bitch. <laughs> because of the malfunctions on the... Sh- yeah, see, there you go. Mm. The Borg did send a self-destruct signal back in it their just... message. But because the ship has got all these malfunctions, it's not executing it. Mm. And that's why... So it's not only no you can't a solid you can't have the deflector because they don't want you. It's also if you fix this ship enough to even use the deflector, it's going to blow up. And that also fixes the problem of them of Voyager just not taking the cube yeah. because yeah, they can't fix it. I love yeah. it. Right Brandon Braga now. I'm going to I'm going to send him like Mr. Braga. <laughs> you make left a huge plot hole in this episode. Here's the fix. I mean, I, I could see maybe not wanting to live on and take the whole cube because you never know when some weird Borg shit's going to happen and it's just going to like revive itself and just assimilate all of you well, while right. you're asleep. Or when the Borg actually do come back to claim the cube, the yeah. missing cube. Or if you run into the Borg while in their cube, it's like, "Hey, friends, how are you?" It's like Oh shit! I don't know. I love I love Borg Cube forever and ever, and I get, it got me thinking. Like, I would love like an actual like real life haunted house that is Borg Cube themed. Oh my god! I would spend all of the Halloween season in that thing. That would be That's fucking horrific. A really good idea. Let's would, make it happen. I would love it. It would be so expensive. Whatever. We got this. Let's get a bunch of cosplayers to be Borgs. No, but and... it's the setting. I think that's the best oh. part. Yeah, that would be expensive. Something they should have had at uh, the Star Trek experience in Vegas yeah. when it was a thing. I was in Vegas when that event happened, and I don't think I went to it. You, you son fool. of a bitch. I don't think I went to it, because I don't remember it. I mean, I, it's possible I did, and I just have forgotten. But You've brought dis- dishonor upon your house. I used to have a much better memory. <clears throat> I don't know what's gone going on. I can't remember shit. So well, I could have very well been to that experience. I just forgot. <laughs> Here's the thing. We're like all pushing 40 and that's when shit just starts to break I'm down. I'm not pushing 40. You know, and your brain is like, Soon, though. it's but time it, to start. have this episode airs. <laughs> it's time to start that's pushing true. information out to load new information. It's like that's the hard true. drive's getting full, man. Well, for me, I don't remember a lot and I think it's because I've been depressed my whole life. Yeah. Oh, that'll do it. Yes. Clinical depression also tends to go hand in hand with a poor memory. Not that I'm, I'm not making assumptions about Jake's mental health. I'm just saying that I, I, I personally. Oh yeah, no, that's why I have a bad have memory. bad memory, and that's because my brain don't work. Yeah, like a lot of what I've forgotten, I'm glad to have forgotten. I think. <laughs> anyway, it's not that weird. But so yeah. speaking of, of of mental health, so they send Wee. Seven over to the Borg Cube, which I the first thing I say is, "Wow, hasn't she been through enough?" Send Torres in with a bat lift. <laughs> thought you were just going to say a bat. <laughs> I, honestly, Torres isn't keen on the bat left. I think she'd prefer just a bat. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. that was one thing. She was just like, there was no moment's hesitation on her part. She's like, sounds good. I Ran know. over. I mean, here's the thing. It's like, it's like a family reunion. You, you, you're, mm-hmm. you, you're, part of you is excited because you're like, oh, I get to see these cousins I don't get to see in a long time, you know? And then you're there and then within 15 minutes, you're like, okay, I've said hi to everybody. I'm, I'm ready to go. There's a reason we only see each other once every five years. Yeah. Oh, but I don't know. My family gets the Polish food. We just eat that. That's so. true. If, if they get the buffet going. But see, my, my family, every we don't really have reunions. But anytime there's any kind of family affair, they're getting it catered by the fucking Chateau. Oh, you the hate the Chateau. F- I fu- okay. So much. What's this the- is, this is, okay. 
the chateau. He's bitched about them before. Well, I don't. It's a I'll take the opportunity to bitch about them again. Say, see also my previous statement about my memory the being chateau. real bad. Are they just Eastern Mass? Or are yeah, I'm pretty sure it's yeah. They started. I want to say Waltham was their first restaurant and now they have you know a dozen or so locations there goes our publicity they also own an equally (laughs) shitty chain called jake and joe's which is also garbage it's this chain of italian restaurants you say italian but chateau that sounds french of course yeah good observation but no it's italian restaurants it's your your standard bog standard as they say red sauce Italian restaurant. The standards. They got the fried ravioli. They got the spaghetti. The lasagna. Not nine locations. The gabagool. Actually, I don't know if they have gabagool. Because they're not a deli. But they do have... Um, this isn't New Jersey. And here's the thing. The chateau is adored by boomers. Oh, yeah. Anyone over the age of probably 50, I would say. Maybe... But I think... The townier you are, the lower the age threshold gets. So, like, there's people that are younger than me that love it. But I'm pretty sure they all talk like this kid. Anyway. (laughs) Um, Yeah, the thicker your Boston accent and the older you are, the more likely you are to enjoy the Chateau. But here's the thing. The food is trash. It's really bad. The service is garbage. It's bad service. Okay. And my mom was a waitress there. Uh, and that's how you know. And that's how I know. <laughs> and she was terrible. She got shit canned from the chateau. <laughs> oh, poor mom. Uh, yeah, no, she didn't. She, That's not her bag. But anyway, it's not good food. It's just very mediocre. There's a thousand Italian restaurants that are better. And the, and the thing, it, it wouldn't be so bad if it was just like this restaurant that you just didn't go to. But somehow, if you live around here, it's unavoidable. Uh, if you have family here because fucking there's a generation of people that thinks it's the fucking goddamn quintessential meal but it's just so mediocre it's so mediocre anyway this podcast brought to you by the chateau (laughs) (laughs) this this podcast brought to you by the chateau's direct competitor the olive garden yeah Yeah. i was gonna say i mean i i haven't i had our olive garden I think once or maybe a couple times in my life. Um, we went. We did, New Year's yeah. one. I know, I know that one time, but I think I had it before, too. Okay. That was also quite mediocre. Yes. It was better than the Chateau. I, yes, I went by a lot. once because I was oh. given a gift card. And it was just like, because again, it's... it's, it's well, the, yeah, I was there. Yeah, it was deeply... Me- I just, I don't understand how mediocre chain Italian can do well enough to survive in, yeah, in an in area the, with area. real Italian. Because you can get better Italian cheaper. Also, I don't want to be, I don't want people to think this is elitist. I'm not shitting on Chateau because it's like working class food, okay? No, because again, these places end up being more expensive than a lot of... I mean, I do, to be fair, I do think the Chateau is probably pretty well priced. I don't think it's like a fancy... Well, I've, I've been Olive Garden. But yeah, Olive Garden is, is overpriced, overpriced for what you're getting. But here's the thing. I fucking love garbage red sauce Italian food. Oh, yeah. Like, like, like from where? Like from Bertucci's? Or where's well, your favorite? What's a good one? Bertucci's is all right. Not too bad. I've never been keen on even that. For, even like for a chain, Bertucci's is fine. 
I think Regina also pretty oh, good yeah. for a change. Yeah, they they make damn fine pizza. But I'm gonna say if you're in Eastern Massachusetts and you want some really good Italian like red sauce Italian food, the two restaurants that I will recommend are Sparrow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Sparrow and Papagino. No. Uh, no, I was gonna say so many Papaginos have closed. I know. There's a restaurant. I hope it's still there. I haven't been in a long time. It's called Fiorella's. It is in. Let's say it's in Newton, right on the Waltham Newton line. Okay. I don't know this one. Uh, I know been, we've been there before. They have Ugh. a delicious bolognese. I don't um, remember. Again, I, 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 I think I'm think I'm, I'm thinking of the second one you're going to name. And then the yeah, and then the other one is Mario's. Yeah, you love Mario's. Mario's Mass Ave Lexington Lexington Center. It's right down the street. Very from you, very mom and pop. Very small. Why have we never gone there? Let's go. It's so good. Let's go right it's now. It's so good. They'll do like a baked uh, manicotti. Well, they'll do baked anything, but they'll do like uh, my favorite thing Alaska. to get there is a is baked <laughs> Alaska with tomato sauce. No, they'll do like a baked ravioli. They'll put the ravioli in the dish, cover it in fucking a pound of cheese, and nice bake it for you. Now you're talking. You'd never think that we ate dinner before this because Jake sounds like he wants to just eat a fucking horse. Listen, I now regret I've, that I didn't I've eat lost, before I've we lost came. Almost, oh, no. I've lost almost eighty pounds. By Yay. not eating shit like that, and and now you want to go back. And now, like every every thought, the thought of delicious food like a pound of cheese and baked uh, lasagna is just like. Do you know how often I just want to eat a fucking loaf of bread? Yes. Dude, I, I had bread at my parents' house recently, but I just kept, ha- I was like, you don't understand, we don't have this where I live. <laughs> oh, fuck. It's a fucking treat. Uh, Borg, Borg. So, wow, Jesus, we really went on yeah, a tangent I, there. I don't even remember how that started. Uh, who knows, Deliciously. but it was great. It Family is probably that's Oh, that's right, right. yes. Yeah, so the point is, so maybe seven or nine thought that going over to the other ship, oh, we, God, we, you know, she'd be started. seeing some old friends. She thought yes. she was going to the Chateau. <laughs> I think she already saw and blew up her dad, so... That's true. Oh, poor dad. There was... Ah, no, fuck him. He was an idiot. I'm sorry, I have... I have... I, he, he might be a worse Star Trek parent than Worf. Oh, man, you're gonna, you're gonna love, because in a couple weeks, is it not? Is it next week? Oh, it's next week we're doing our parent uh, activity. Oh, nice. You can shit on all the bad parenting. Luxana. No, she's, she's a great, great parent. parent. She just yeah. has a shit daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong about the shit daughter part, for sure. I felt like there was a moment where she was like, do you have memories of your past lives? And I was like, oh man, is she gonna fucking pull a friendly angel and show them their parents' graves? Oh god, fuck. Yeah. Me. And the children shall lead. Yes, that's the one. Wow, you caught, you, you beat me to it. Damn. You uh, are, you're slipping up, Ames. And the children yeah. shall bleed. Aww. But I kept thinking, like, wow, this is like Miri and the children shall lead, but not enraging,ly bad. Yeah, not in not the children are less insufferable, so, so it's much fine. less. Well, also because they were most of them were like either silent, <laughs> yeah, or they were like big teen kids. Yeah, yeah there were the, two, the two older boys, was... the two younger boys didn't talk, and girl face we liked. So. Yeah, she was yeah. pretty good. She was alright. It's a good episode. Yeah, you enjoyed it. Oh man, you know what's, what's great in this episode is badass Janeway, who just wanders in, struts around, and owns the place. Like, uh, like you know, she's like, oh, we will, we will assimilate you, and her line is, not today, and not by you. And I'm like, <laughs> fuck yes, Janeway! And then she foists all the kids off on Seven. Yay! Yeah. You have fun with that, because fuck that noise. Well, I mean, I don't know. I, there was, like, 
I, I feel like there was a little bit of comedy going on in this episode with the, just the idea that, that they think they're big badass Borgs. Yeah. And yet nobody takes them seriously. Not at all. Like as soon as, as soon like everybody, as soon as they see, oh, they're kids. Okay. Oh, don't assimilate me. Oh. Even, and, even Harry Kim, as they were putting the nanoprobes in him, is like, oh, this is going to hurt, isn't it? <laughs> what I love is... <laughs> That they realized, though, to their credit, that, like, hey, we, we suck at assimilating people. So if we try to assimilate this guy, it's just going to kill him. Yeah. So let's use that to our advantage. Yeah. Let's, they weren't let's threatening use... to assimilate him. They were threatening to murder him through assimilation. Yeah, they were like, we, we stuck him full of nanoprobes, and it's already going poorly. Like we knew it would. <laughs> you fucking idiots. I don't think we... Do we ever see Harry Kim also after this? Uh, no, no, not until the next episode. Yeah, so... Oh, like, I thought you meant ever. Period. Yeah. I was no, like, no, wow, that's... Like, you know, you're right. They don't show, like, his recovery. Yeah, so it's, 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 I mean, I guess it's assumed that he's recovered. Because he had, like, plates growing out of his cheek. Yeah. So that mustn't have been pleasant. This is kink. This is just another... Another item on Harry Kim turning into things. Yeah, that are seriously. That's why when, when, when Janeway was like, uh, I forget what her exact line, something like, you know, how would you like to take a walk? And I, I wanted him to go, how would you like to give me a fucking promotion then? Because it sounds like I'm your best hope. Mm. <laughs> like, I can negotiate too, asshole. Chris wants to get the people on Voyager a union. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly Harry. Also... Yes, but one person does not a union make. True. Right. Sorry. A small bar that works at Quarks. That's how many you need. <sighs> Seven people. Um, so the other credit I did give this episode is it kept almost all of the characters busy doing something. Like Everybody mm. at least had something to do. Even if it was be held hostage. You're still active and you're still part of the episode. Yeah. I think... I want to say Torres may have had the least, even though she she you know, got to talk on the con a lot. She, she had more than she's had to do in a while. Yeah, yeah. Tuvok got, got to do his favorite thing, advocate for genocide. God, Vulcans just love murder. Yeah, although I, I have to say, I feel, I feel like we didn't see much of the hostages after the first bit. Well, they were hostages. They I know. couldn't do like, anything. Like there, was, there wasn't any B-plot of them, like, you know, trying to tunnel their way out or something. Yeah, Tom was fussing with something at one point, but that was ended pretty quickly. How many more scenes did you want in this episode? You want to (laughs) see what happens to Borg, baby. You want to see what happens to hostages. You want a whole scene of the cake. I I actually don't care. I don't care that we don't see the hostages. I just, like, I I don't know that I agree that they had something to do. They were being hostages. I will say I did appreciate Neelix sharking at the beginning, just because, like, it's easy to forget that he was a conman junk dealer when we met him. Mm-hmm. Like, because you know, well, we knew he was a junk dealer. And then we did find out later in that episode where we met his old friend that he was also kind of a semi-criminal. Sketchy, sketchy dude. And that, you know, he's still got those skills lurking around in the back of his head, even though he's friendly Neelix now. Yeah, but on the positive side of it, looking at the positive aspects of Neelix's personality... They should like the others should have known that Neelix would understand and already oh, yeah. know poker because he goes he goes so far out of his way to learn things about you and yeah. your culture. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, of course he already knows poker. <laughs> Why are you pretending like he, he wouldn't know? Yeah, well that's mean. I I love the scene though, because I like that the writers kind of remember that he has this background, even yeah. if he is reformed now. So you know, and you know, and, and Harry was onto him. I think the one thing 
that would have been it made potentially been interesting would have been if there were a red shirt in the Delta Flyer with them. I know, oh, I know, Star, I know Voyager doesn't usually do red shirts. Well, True. They, yeah, they have a limited quantity. Yeah, but like I don't know, something to to make the Borg seem a little more threatening because they really do just seem like a joke throughout mm. most of the episode. Well, I think what works is that they like they're kind of like you're a joke, but you do still have access to Borg weapons and you're going to use them illogically so you're sort of a weird different kind of threat yeah true yeah first was kind of our red shirt yeah <laughs> i mean really ultimately harry kim fulfilled the, that role yeah he being, just got to of, survive yeah <laughs> he got to be lieutenant leslie <laughs> yeah exactly yeah it's like we'll keep you alive and if we don't you'll be alive in the next episode wink wink mm. uh one other thing i, I never realized that it baffles me a little bit. The Delta Flyer has escape pods. Yeah, how tiny must those be? It's they a porta-potty. Like, it must be the size of a coffin. It must be the worst thing in the world. How many of them would, it, would be able to fit in the escape pod? I, I imagine it probably has, like, a couple. They must be single-use per person. Where do, like, this ship isn't... This, you could fit the whole Delta Flyer in this room. No, it's bigger, it's bigger than, than that. It's got that back room that they don't show a lot. I feel, I feel like the it's, it's like about the size of a runabout. Probably would be my guess. But runabout's too small to have escape pods. I'm sure a runabout has escape pods. Really? Oh, remember, it's got that whole back room. Yeah. Both of them, you know, like a runabout's huge. How big? It's just they okay. only ever show the like cockpit, so you forget how fucking big it is. A runabout. I, mean. I don't know. Anytime they showed it, like in the hangar bay when they were working on it, it looked. Like oh, it yeah. would fit in this. Oh yeah, well, Star Trek, their scale Star Trek's is sense of scale is <laughs> so borked. Like Fair. I bet you, like even just like, comparing the size of the runabout to the size of the of the shuttle bay on the Voyager, yeah, would, it doesn't would be uh, an interesting experiment. Like just based on what we've seen of it, a runabout should be at least as big as a space shuttle. I have a Voyager right here. Okay. Shuttle bay is not too small, I guess. It's like two decks high. That you're looking at a Christmas ornament. Well, so. that's the only Voyager I have handy. <laughs> and it is to scale. Oh, I still need to make my Lego Voyager or my what are they Blue called? Bricks. Blue, Blue bricks. bricks. Yeah, I haven't made Did, my uh, D- DS9 yet. I'm interested how those how those turn out in terms of quality. I mean, I feel like if Star Trek is giving them their licensing, it can't yeah. be horrible. I mean, it looks fun. Yeah, you're right. They gave. They gave Picard seasons one and two, and we don't know yet about three to some people, and destroyed I've, their reputation. <laughs> Not as badly as Jameson. Mm. <laughs> what? The the whiskey. Oh, I thought you meant the character. Yeah, no, no, no. There was a scene where someone's like, "Oh, yes. would you like some nice whiskey? Ah, oh, just give me something cheap." And there's a very clearly noticeable Jameson yes, bottle it there. Was very obvious. It's just like. Wow! Did Jameson pay for that? Because they got fucked. <laughs> yeah, but it's the future. There's no money. Still, they don't know what that means. <sighs> anyway, speaking uh, of Jameson, let's yes, from, whiskey. Let's switch from Jameson to Guinness as we move over to Spirit Folk. That was really good. We that found was... we found the best segue we've done in a while. That was a beautiful segue. And... I mean, technically, they're both Irish, though. So yeah, yeah. Jameis, oh. You don't need to switch to Guinness. You can do Jameson in the Guinness. Why don't we just do Irish some car, car bombs? bombs. <laughs> Jesus Christ! 
All right, let's talk spirit folk. Holy goddamn shit. So, remember, <laughs> uh, six to seven weeks ago, we watched Fairhaven. And they said, hey, in six to seven weeks, we'll get the Fairhaven program back running again because, you know, we need to fix it. And here it is, exactly six weeks after the fact, airing the episode Spirit Folk, where we're back. Tom is driving, quote, in big air quotes, a car. Because you know how much he loves antique vehicle things. And, oh no, he, he bumped his tire. And, well, bad driving for you, Tom. Sorry about your car. And he says, oh, it'll be fine. Just watch. And he fixes his car tire by just telling the hollow program to fix his car tire because he knows all. As even though he rebuilt that pickup truck and like b- builds things in his garage program. Well, because he didn't want to take the time this time. Oh, fair. He already took so much time building this program. He's in, he's in Fairhaven to go drinking and wenching. <laughs> so he fixes the tire with magic and Seamus happened to spot it. And notice things because the holo characters are gaining sapiens or something. And he says, oh no, witchcraft. Tom must be a spirit folk. And he tells, uh, you know, people around the town, you know, I saw Tom do a weird thing. And they're like, oh yeah, we've been seeing all the other Voyager crew members doing weird things. Imagine that lush being credible. To Seamus? Yeah. Yeah, but if the other the other the others start backing him up, I like know, they I say, know. like, oh yeah, there was a little girl that fell down a well, and then she was fine a couple minutes later. What, what was up with that? I once saw what's the doctor's name in this? Father Mulligan, which is hilarious. Uh, I just saw him vanish into thin air once, and I assumed I was drunk. <coughs> but Laddie, all of, you were drunk. All of this aside, you know, they're they're just holodeck people doing basically like this is what will happen in a video game when the NPCs are left by themselves. <laughs> so they're doing their NPC thing. Uh, Tom comes back because uh, Harry's about to have a date with Maggie O'Halloran, uh, his little love interest. And they're going and they're having a cute little walk and they're doing all their little love chats. And, oh, you gonna you gonna plant a kiss on me, Harry? And he's like, oh, you know I am. And he leans in for the kiss and Paris is there because he's been lurking. And he turns Maggie into a cow just Ooh. to make Kim feel stupid. Ooh. But, however, also lurking are Seamus and Milo townspeople that see Maggie turn into a cow and they realize this is not what fucking life is like. (laughs) Something is up in the state of Ireland. (laughs) Uh, Let's continue to to chat about this and you know Michael Sullivan, uh, Janeway's main squeeze is like, it's probably all fine. Leave them alone. I like banging that one of them. (laughs) And I won't hear you say a bad word about Katie O'Corrin. What the fuck her name is? O'Conley? Uh, Eau Claire. Eau Claire. Whatever. What fucking ever. Some Irish shit, you know. Yeah, so Michael tells Katie Eau Claire next time he sees her, like, by the way, everyone's spreading these rumors that you guys can do magic and shit. Is that true? And she's a computer and program. Shit! And also, no! <laughs> so she goes and tells Tom and Harry, like, guys, what have you been doing in this hollow program? They seem to be aware of things now. And Tom says, I'll fix it. It'll be fine. Uh, he brings Michael Sullivan into his little holodeck corridor. Where the fuck were they? It's the lab. It's the lab. It's the lab. There's a lab? Well, yeah, it's the same place where Janeway deleted the wife. Yeah, but where is this place? <laughs> next, next to the holodeck. It's in the escape store. So they bring up Michael Sullivan to say, okay, let's see what's going on with this character. Boop, boop, boop. Here's Michael Sullivan. He's like, where the fuck am I now? And they're like, you should not. You should not be aware that you're not in the bar right now. You should be turned off in the create a sim screen. Like, we like you when you're in. <laughs> a little couple inches taller though. Uh and they realize, oh, look at the look at the specs here. It's because his self-awareness and his 
obliviousness are, are backwards, and we gotta fix this. And they boop a button, they're like, are you fixed? And he's like, beep, boop. This guy thought he's fixed. Send him back. But it turns out Michael Sullivan is cleverer than he thought he was. Mm-hmm. Neat. It's all that Janeway rubbing off on him. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> rubbing and, him off, all right. <laughs> and he goes back down to the bar, and he tells fucking everyone, like, guys... That, oh, no, he doesn't tell anyone. He tells one guy. <laughs> He's one friend. But it's Seamus. So no, he tells no it's, uh, it's the guy with the mustache. It's the mustached guy whose name I didn't write down. He's like a doctor. I think so, yeah. yeah Dr. Yeah. Livingston. I presume. Uh, yeah, so that he tells him, like, something weird's going on, but let's not tell anyone because they're already being weird. Tom and Harry say, okay, we figured out this thing. Oh, shit, we let Michael Sullivan back in and he was faking it and we can tell from his profile something. We'll just go in and fix everybody at once if we go in and pull a button in the bar. So they go in, they're about to boop the button in the bar, when suddenly, Seamus and friends attack, and they- With so many guns. With, with all kinds of weapons, they have, like, red twine, and, like, red berries. Well, so they have all these, like, folk- Yeah, folk they- Yeah, they- uh, From this things. book they got from Apparently, a dead woman. Apparently, Father Mulligan has not been doing a good job keeping these people on the right Christian path. Look, Catholicism and- Weird oh, yeah. belief one, in the one, fairy folk. One, one step away. Totally handing it. Like, <laughs> t- t- there, there is no contradiction as far as they're concerned between believing in Jeebus and also thinking there are evil fairies out there that you have to vanquish with red berries and twine. So they capture the fuck out of Harry and Tom and they're going to do an exorcism. Why they have the exorcism book, I'm not sure, but Seamus has decided he's an exorcist now, and it's not working, and it's not working. Meanwhile, out in Voyager, they realize, oh shit, Tom and Harry just got a, got attacked, and they're being held hostage. How do we fix this? Doctor, you're a hologram. Go talk to these people. He says, okay, and I'll bring in, and I'll find a way to beam Harry and Tom out, because the safeties are off now. Shit. Uh, doctor goes in, and they, they the the... Cat is out of the bag immediately when they realize, you're one of them. Look, you've got this thing on your arm. And they pull his hollow emitter off. And somehow, either <coughs> Doctor got hypnotized or just having his hollow emitter off made him into one of the normal hollow characters or something yeah, silly. I think, I think that's what happened. Yeah, basically he got integrated into the program, which means he was able to be hypnotized because he was... Like the mal- it was part of the fiction yeah, of that the, world the, that he got integrated into. Yeah, and the malfunction was able to spread oh, into his program. Okay. Yeah. That was still dumb. It basically half made him an actual like character in the game instead but of just himself. the hypnotism was real. Yeah. Well, again, it, it shouldn't have worked on him, but because he got integrated into this uh, idiot world Tom Paris had well, created. Also, I feel like the other thing is, I mean, for the second episode in a row, they were ready with the genocide button. True. But, oh boy, they should have pressed that genocide. But having the doctor in the program, I think, right, was would, have so made, they, would have yeah. made it so that they would have oh, had to kill him. Shit. Well, before that, they should have done it anyway. Well, yes, obviously. Anyway, sorry. All right, so now that now the doctor has been you know, tied up with the red string, too, and everybody's there, and they're starting a bonfire, and holy fucking shit. Michael Sullivan, who's trying to bring some modicum of sense to all of this, because, you know, he's been reading all that poetry with Katie. He says, well, doctor, uh, or father, whatever you want me to call you right now, how do you get to Voyager? Because this is a word he'd heard around. And they look down, and he's got the the hollow emitter. Of course, ha-ha. So they notice on, on bridge, ah, the hollow emitter is back on. Beam whoever the fuck it is over here. And Michael Sullivan's there. And Janeway actually pulls a really great little prank in which instead of telling all the hollow people, you're hollow people, this is what's going on, she just decides, 
Fuck it. We're time travelers. We just happen to like visiting your village. We don't know how long we'll stay, but we're not magic and we're not here to harm you. Use that story as you will. Now come into my ready room for reasons. <laughs> Let's save Tom and Harry later. Yeah. Poor, poor doctor. Like, he's like, where's my fucking mobile emitter? It keeps, <laughs> it keeps disappearing. <laughs> uh, so she she barges in, tells the whole townspeople, here's my speech, everything's fine. They're like, yay, we love Voyager now. Hurrah. And they decide, for reasons, let's keep running this glitched out world. We'll just not do it all the time, which apparently was the problem all along. The constant running of it mm-hmm. made the characters self-aware. It's a good thing this didn't happen in San Dreams. Mm. Oh, boy. It's a good thing this didn't happen at Vic's place. Oh, wait. Vic's <laughs> <laughs> already sapient. I mean, here's the thing. Tell us the thing. There's a, okay, I have a few thoughts about this. This is basically Westworld, right? Mm. And, like, you know, because it's, you know, you have this... this world that you've created for amusement with all these fake people in it mm-hmm. and then the fake, some of them glitch out and then, well they but they wake up they yeah. realize that they are you know they, they they start seeing what's going on and they realize that they're being fucked with mm-hmm. mm. there's a there's loads of like ethical issues oh, yeah. that aren't addressed in this episode no not at all that like that like you would think that the doctor would be like uh uh-huh, ahem. Well, again, we thought he would be the one in the last one to be like, "Whoa, you can't just go changing this guy to suit your whims if you like." But he was like, "Yes, good, fuck well, it him." Seemed, but it seems like what he was doing is, you know, when he said that in the in the last episode, what you know, he was under the same impression that everybody else was that like these are basically action figures. True. True. But now they're not. No. Now, yeah. they're, now fucking, they're definitely now they're people. Yep. And now you have the problem of They are shit. literally yeah. self aware. We, we should have had a scene with doctors saying, like, you have let these people develop. Like with the fucking exocomps, which we talked about last mm-hmm. week as well in our mm. alien race discussion. Yeah. They have developed they should now have rights. They are literally self aware. I mean, they are all jerks and <laughs> and I don't know what that says. Well that's because but... they were written by Tom. <laughs> That's fair. And like the other, the other thing. The, so like, yes, there, there's that aspect of this episode. The other aspect is that this is basically just a remake of Who Watches the Watchers. Huh. Hmm. Kind of meets Westworld. Yeah. I, I was saying like, oh man, it's a shame that you know they're in the middle of the Delta Quadrant. Janeway can't bring him to a window and just show him his planet. Well, right. But, <laughs> I really wanted that but scene. But like they effectively did. Yeah, that, they did. You yes. know, with her walking him through the ship. Yeah, and he's like, wait, that's. This guy and that guy. It's like, yeah. yeah, about that. You know, this this episode had all the same beats as Who Watches the Watchers from the seeing seeing the weird thing happen. Mm. We didn't know. watch anybody die. True. Uh, but like, you know, OG and um, and Father. Bobby Hill. Saw, uh, you know, they saw the, the, the duck blind. Yep, yep. You know, and then they were... Palmer. Che- yeah, oh, God. they were checking it out. And that's when... Palmer got away, and then yeah. So I mean, it's it's it's. I feel like this had to have been those like, okay, take that old script we did for TNG that people seem to like, and just change it up, make it about make take, it a comedy. Yeah, make it a comedy. Take out the like the the prime directive and the and the ethical questions and the stakes, and just make it a big joke. So this episode started, and you know, when you said last week we'd come to an episode called Spirit People, I died inside because like, oh no, are we getting ready for some more? 
Chakotay racism. There's been very little of it. I know, but it every time I think they're done with it, it happens again. Yeah. So I'm always nervous when I hear the word spirit pop up. So I was like, oh, what's this going to be? And then it opens on Tom and his fucking car. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Christmas, we're in Fairhaven. Yeah, they did They did drop the word spirit folk in fair in the episode Fairhaven. Did they? they okay. Did. Um, yeah, and Tom's in his car. And, like, oh, and I thought we maybe were going to be going back at some point because I feel like I'd seen a picture before of uh, the doctor as the priest in the pulpit railing. And I was like, that didn't happen in Fairhaven, so we must go back. Yeah. Dear God. Um, of all the things to retain con- continuity of. I, I, it's weird what I remember. And then they make this big point, we're going to let it run, we're going to... Yeah. Be, just because Janeway really likes how she finally got the programmed dick just right. Yep, yep. <laughs> she doesn't want to have to go through that again, because no. it took fucking weeks. It did. Um, But just because she likes this one guy, we're going to let him play out and play out, and we're never going to hear from him again. Well, so that's... So, that's what, so, so this, these were my stages of this episode. Go ahead, tell Thought us. it was going to be Chakotay racism, was not happy. Saw that, oh no, it's not, and was happy, but then saw it was Fairhaven, was unhappy. <laughs> oh, it's Irish racism. And then, by the end of the episode, I'm not going to lie, I probably liked this as much as I disliked Fairhaven. Interesting. Oh, that is interesting. Because I fucking hated Fairhaven. I know you hated Fairhaven. I, I couldn't tell, like, where this one would fall, because... There's so many missed opportunities. Like the, there are. Like all don't of get me the, wrong. Like, do these people have any rights? Just entirely glossed yeah, over. Yeah, no, they, they don't discuss that because I think, you know, Janeway doesn't care about holograms. Let's be honest. She just doesn't. Yeah. She still thinks of the Doctor as an appliance. And Michael is her fuck puppet, not her boyfriend, even though she calls him that. So, like, yeah, like, could it have been deeper and better? Yeah, but instead they decided to go comedy with it. And there were a few moments where I was like, this is a bit too goofy. But overall, it was on the right side of goofy for me. Mm. And Because at first, too, I was like, wait, Tom, why would you do that in front of him if he's going to notice? It's like, oh, he wasn't supposed to yeah, notice. Yeah, because we've done this kind of stuff in front of holograms all the time. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm thinking of, like, um, I'm thinking of, like, various TNG episodes sure. where they just talk of, like, I think, like, Big goodbye or something. Yeah, they talk about stuff in front of the people, and they like they're programmed to not notice. There Although that one poor bastard realizes at the end what's going on. He did. That was pretty good. But yeah, I feel like the the people are deliberately oblivious, which is yeah. like sometimes Makes sense. you can go in and not in costume, and they don't remark on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is really which is interesting, and. Yeah, I think we kind of always assume that that's how holodecks work. But it is nice to have it, but, like, yeah, like it's spelled out. But yeah, overall, though, I, I enjoyed it. Again, like, yeah, was there stuff they could have done, but they didn't want to. They yeah. wanted to have they sort of a, a lighthearted... They did a different episode than... Yeah. Yeah. And overall, I enjoyed it. And it kills me. I'm like, oh, great. Now I actually am kind of interested in these people. I'm actually, like, kind of down with Janeway and this guy. And we're never going to see him again. He had less Mother... scruff, and I was pissed. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I was also very sad that he seemed to only have, like, one he, day's he... worth of growth. Yeah, still better than when he was totally clean-shaven. He needs at least a little. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he was way more interesting in this. The whole thing. Yeah, I, I really thought it was fun. You know, again, it, they didn't go serious with it. They could have. But I don't know. I'm... I'm okay with the fact that they didn't. Mm. Now that Jake brings up Westworld, I kind of wish they had done kind of the Westworld. Someone comes out of it Mm. in the the actual Voyager and is able to... But that wouldn't make sense when they need a mobile in there. That that moment was great. That moment was great. I was like, yeah, fuck you, Moriarty. Michael got out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. If Moriarty ever finds out about mobile emitters... Well, that may be in Picard. (laughs) We'll see. Yeah. Um... 
I did love during the the attempted exorcism. It's just Harry and Tom tied in chairs, getting berries whipped at them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, this is pointless and annoying them. It's yeah. great. There were some things I also I I really love the idea that the doctor. <clears throat> His recreational activity yeah, is, to be, is, to, <laughs> is cross-lizing. Yeah. To be a, a, a early 20th century Catholic priest. Yeah, and like, like, and like screaming at people and, and just getting getting it all out of his system. Yeah. Because <laughs> these people, here's the thing, these people actually listen to him. <laughs> That's true. Unlike the crew of the Voyager... Who he tries to give advice and, and you know. Do they listen? Because we also get to see a lot of the townspeople like making little comments like, oh, he certainly loves the sound of his voice, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, true. It's like they, because they're, they've like passed where their, their programming had been, they're able to judge him. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing, though. They still have to pay him lip service because he's the town priest. Mm-hmm. And that's good enough. <laughs> uh but yeah, no, I actually, I didn't mind this episode. I, I wish they had uh, acknowledged the ethical issues. Yeah, it would have been, you know, just like, uh, so they're self-aware. I don't think we can just bleep them out of existence. Yeah. But Jane I don't loves know. genocide. That should have been the answer, though. Like, the, <laughs> the moment there was something going wrong in the holodeck, and, the, and you have the option to just turn it off, and it would fix everything. Mm-hmm. Why retain, like, little Ireland town? You could build a new thing that's better. What I love is that Janeway's reasoning isn't, well, they might be sapient now. It's, I don't want to erase my boyfriend. Yeah. Her line, I've got a boyfriend who malfunctions, was kind of dumb. Mm. Yeah, same as whoever's dating Rutherford. I don't know if anyone's dating Rutherford. I've seen three episodes, but he's been on dates. I don't think he's at, he, he has been in a longer relationship, but mm. he does malfunction a lot, though. Mm. Rutherford. He's a from, cyborg. From lower, decks. lower decks. Oh yeah, I haven't seen any of it still. Yeah, him and the green girl are the best characters from the three episodes I've seen. Uh... Uh, Shax is wonderful. Oh yeah, he's pretty good too. I just haven't seen a ton of him at this point. Speaking of other series, I was going to also mention that the woman playing uh, Edith Mulcahy, who was the woman who spot who saw a girl fall down a well, mm-hmm. who tells a story in the bar, is Barbara Dowling, and was uh, Columini's ex-wife. No shit. Mm. So her accent was probably real. Oh, I didn't think of that. Yeah, you're probably right. I think I think a number of the people in this were real. Uh, accents except for Seamus. So. Well, and Mr. Pitt's British. Well, yeah, but he wasn't oh doing... Oh my god, but, and his accent he, was all he over the place. It was. I, I felt like he wasn't even really trying to do an Irish accent. Until the end. Which one is this? Oh, uh, Seamus' buddy with the big... Mu- oh, Milo. Milo, yeah. Milo, yeah. Because I, was... like, I, I know that actor is Mr. Pitt, obviously. So so I was just... I wasn't even hearing the Irish. Yeah. In it, but... Oh, and he was um, also... What's his name's boss there in... Uh... Well, shoot, that's confusing because Mr. Pitt's somebody's boss. But he was um Kids in the Hall Ambassador episode. Oh yeah, he was the he yeah, yeah. he was the the. Oh, you, you said Kids in the Hall. I'm thinking of episodes from Kids in the Hall. Sorry, no, but yeah. but yeah, he was he was the Scott he was, he was Scott Thompson's yeah, in the boss. Scott Thompson's episode. He was the he was the 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 pious yeah guy. yeah oh, yeah, okay, or whatever. Okay. yeah. And we talked about Mr. Pitt. I think we probably yeah. But yeah, and actually, um, I looked up. I, I apparently did not look up Michael last time. He he was on Game of Thrones apparently oh. for a couple episodes. Who was he? What the fuck was he on Game of Thrones? I have forgotten. He wasn't. Oh, a, he was only like three or four episodes, I think. So he probably didn't live long or prosper. 
No one in that show does. Oh, also, I don't know if this is on purpose, but the style of car that Tom was driving at the beginning was a runabout. <laughs> I really hope it was. I don't, I don't get the joke. Look, is Star Trek in their history with runabouts, but for them it's a... What was the actual car called a runabout? The, the style of car he was driving. Like, it, it wasn't like the Ford runabout, like, it, they weren't naming models yet, but that, that kind of car body oh. is a runabout automobile. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. I, I thought to look it up because I was like, I think that's a runabout, which I only know because of uh, the Dover Boys, <laughs> that old um, Warner Brothers short. Oh, it's great. But it's going to go, a runabout. I'll steal it. No one will ever know. And I was like, I think that's a runabout. So I Googled runabout, and sure enough. Hmm. You're a madman, Chris. Sure mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you, you know what else is horrifying about this episode? Is that when you turn a holodeck character into an animal, yeah. they stay <laughs> conscious. Yeah, yeah, that's upsetting. But I think, was she conscious, but just kind of had the mind of a cow? Because she don't, she wasn't like, oh shit, I'm still me. No, she didn't freak out. But I think, yeah, I think she, but she retained the memories of, of, having, of been having been a cow. Yeah, again, something that probably shouldn't have happened if the program wasn't. Yeah. Also, I'm going to point out, like, and I've said before, like, I, I, I do very much think it's important to have, like, strong male friendships. You know, show that men can just be friends, you know. Without it having to be a romantic thing, because you don't see that enough. But I'm sorry, Tom wants to fuck Harry. Because no one... He literally, instead of spending the night with his girlfriend, (laughs) who does so much for him, he decides instead he's gonna go fuck up his quote-unquote friend's date. Mm. Like, I'm sorry, at this point, Tom just wants... He should just do it already. Disagree. Those Those are not the actions of a man who isn't jealous. He's I, I, I he's a prankster. I I bought it entirely. I don't know. I was just like, this is, this is a new level of weird. I mean, the whole thing is pretty weird. That's true. I, yeah. Like he does want to. I just I I know that they come up with these things because oh we have this backlot that yeah. looks like we can turn into an Irish village. But I just don't see like the entire crew of the Voyager being all no. excited about. Ooh, let's go hang out in this quaint Irish village. It's gonna be great. Yeah, that's... Oh, I dude, mean, I would. Then again, maybe when you've been away from everything you know for five and a half years or Not however long it's been... everybody on the ship is human. Well, you, but, they're, but they're away from the Federation, from the Alpha Quadrant. They're away from anything familiar. They're just like, you know what? We will take this quaint little whatever town. I think they should have an alien town. They Some should, town but that on would be Vulcan. expensive. Oh, no, that would be yeah, boring. No one, no one wants to go there. <laughs> Only Tuvok and Vorik want to go there, and maybe Seven would enjoy it. But, like, everyone else would be like, oh, Neelix boy. Neelix would is... have the time of his life. Oh, my God. That program would become sapient so quickly just to kick <laughs> him out. I do. I loved how when they were talking, uh, oh, the yeah. we were talking about all of how to, all of Tom's friends are weird. They're like, yep. and that Neelix fella, if he's not a leprechaun, I don't know what is. <laughs> that was pretty great. It's a shame we never actually saw him in Fairhaven. Yeah. Because apparently he was spending time there, but... Hmm, rats. Did you catch the line when Michael beams onto the Voyager Bridge, and his line is, you know, oh man, I, ha- I had a cousin who went to America and oh, saw yeah. strange things. <laughs> because you'll remember, in concerning flight, Leonardo That's da Vinci right. thought he was in America when he was just in whatever the fuck that planet was. Wow, what a... 
So I, I, I bet you Michael, back to a terrible episode. Michael Sullivan would consider Da Vinci his cousin because they're both hologram people. There we go. Mm. That works. How so the safety protocols broke because they shot them. How did they shoot them? That's a good question. While the safety protocols were on, uh, because the safety protocols were off. You see. Oh wait. Oh did, no. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Did they shoot them, and did the holographic bullet just happen to hit the big red turn safety protocols off button? Maybe. It must be. That that's the other thing. Don't like think about too hard. Like why the repair panel was only accessible by going into the into bar. the bar. Yeah, like. Like I was, I was. That was just so the plot could happen. Well, I was guessing that the idea was that they could only fix the holograms while they were on. Right, but why did they have to be? Yeah, in there. That like that's sense. just so the story could happen. Why couldn't you freeze the program to do it? I did like when they froze the program and it was only able to kind of yeah, half freeze partially. it. And the, the effect wasn't too bad either. Yeah, no, I thought I, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. But I thought he was like, I sixty-two percent compliance. This is what you're getting. Fuck you. Yeah, yeah, but even going back to the that how I feel like this episode is just a complete ripoff of of who watches the watchers. Yeah, that hadn't occurred to me, but once you said it, I was like, "Yep." You even have that moment of like where where Janeway's explaining that, "Oh no, we're not, you know, magic. We just have different technology than you." Yep, yep. And Picard made the exact same argument yeah. to uh, Nuria. Well, that sure was a holodeck malfunction, am I right? <laughs> Uh, I mean, Cleanest segue ever. I'd say it depends on your point of view. I think uh, the denizens would say it was a good function. Just the shooting the wall was at least a malfunction. The shooting the wall was was not yeah no was not expected. And a lot of stuff that's not expected happens in holodecks all throughout Star Trek from the very first time we ever fucking saw one. And it's usually not good. I feel like. Oh yeah. I feel like I feel like in in general we don't. I feel like we mostly dislike the malfunction episodes, thinking are, back on it. Yeah, and now that I, I have a list I found online, we'll see if we add to this list. There are fewer than I thought there would be. Overall, yeah, you, you were mentioning there weren't as many as we... Like, there's a lot of holodeck episodes, yeah. but not necessarily a lot of holodeck malfunction episodes. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I feel like we see the holodeck in use a lot. Yeah. And I'm sure it's in use all the fucking time because, you know, mm. crews need something to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it does malfunction, but it's... Have malfunctions the appropriate amount, maybe. It's it's one of those things. It's become such like a pop culture meme. The idea of the holodeck malfunctioning that you realize it didn't happen as much as you think. I think the episode, the malfunction episodes, they're, they're memorable. Even if they're not great, they're, True. they're all very memorable. Yeah. No. I mean, fistful of datas is fucking terrible, but you're never gonna forget that yeah. nightmare. Fistful of datas. Oh, the terrible. Uh... Windows 95 screensaver was taking over the ship episode. Mm-hmm. What was oh, that Oh, Emergence. Yeah, that wasn't, was a terrible episode. Wasn't the OK Corral one a, a fucked up? A fuck up? No. No, that was, was an alien. That was an actual planet. Oh. That was an alien creating it from, yeah. like, stuff it pulled out of. Because TOS didn't have the holodeck yet until TAS. Yes. In The Practical Joker, which was the very first time we saw, I want to say, like, the equivalent of a holodeck, because I think, I think they may have called it something else. Yeah, they didn't call it. was, like, recreational it a... deck or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it fucking malfunctioned the first time True. we saw it. True, it Trapped uh, McCoy, uh, McCoy Uhura, and Sulu in, like, a wasteland and a hole and what a, a what blizzard. A, there's a thing I'd happily not remember. Why mm. do I remember that? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so do we count... Here's the question, yes. 
because I don't know if you call it a malfunction, because I guess we asked for it. Mm. Uh, but um, Joe elementary, dear data. Oh, creating Moriarty. Yeah, creating they, Moriarty. They, yeah, no, I mean, it is what they quite literally asked for. So technically. But then it did. But I would say that the fact that he was able to fuck with the ship outside the holodeck mm. seems like a malfunction. Maybe, yeah. Like, they asked for having a smart adversary. They, they did didn't not ask, ask yeah. for the smart adversary to be able to take over the ship. Yeah, yes. so, uh, yeah, it started off as not a malfunction, became a malfunction that we then didn't see very often thanks to the Doyle estate. Um, I liked Moriarty. Yeah, yeah, it's a shame that the Doyle estate was so bitchy. Pricks. It's gone now. It's all public domain now, those bastards. <laughs> now you can get real jobs. Well, now we're getting Moriarty on Picard, really. That too. Is what it probably is what probably literally happened. It was probably the the writers realizing, oh my god, we can have all the Moriarty we want. Yeah. Uh, more Eardy. Speaking imagine, of more Eardy, would you count ship in a bottle as uh, malfunction I mean, or? It's kind of this. It's kind of an extension of the same malfunction. Really. Yeah, because isn't he able to do shit he shouldn't be able to still? Or I mean, he. I can't quite remember. I don't think. I mean, he was able to shut off. The ability to leave the holodeck. Right, right. Which, again, shouldn't be able to do. Shouldn't be able to do that. Um, but that just seems like Picard fucked up. <laughs> and should have just... He should have done what Janeway was contemplating doing. And um, well, Yeah, but he cares more about our official life than she does. That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, yeah. Tuvix would still be with us if it was on the Enterprise. Mm. And he were a politic character. Uh, well, of course, the you mentioned it earlier, the Big Goodbye. Yeah, yeah big that goodbye. one's a good Stuck one. on the holodeck. Uh, wait, Big Goodbye or Long Goodbye? No, Long Goodbye is actually the novel. Yes, the Big Goodbye is the TNG episode. Yeah. And, of course, there is the best holodeck malfunction episode. Oh, God, what's the title? Armand Bashir. Thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, again, that's a transporter malfunction, isn't it? Yeah, I guess it's a little bit of both. That was it's, the it's, transporter was fucked up, the, and they got do- downloaded into, into the... But then it's... It, it was the weird bastard love child of a holodeck malfunction and a transporter malfunction. Yes, it that's is what it is. perfect yeah. storm of Star Trek malfunctions. It's a big Venn diagram, and it's yeah. a slice in the middle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it gets to be both. And Eddington was there. Oh, I loved him. He's the best. He was right. Always right. Except for the singing. No, wait, he never did singing. No, that was except us. For the, that's not, except for the play, the, the, const, the constant uh, play quoting. Yes. Yeah, that sounds fucking great. I don't know. I think my favorite holodeck malfunctioning episode is very, very recent. And of course it comes from Prodigy, because everything about Prodigy uh. is fucking great. Because there was a really great holodeck malfunction episode of uh, Prodigy called Ghost in the Machine. Yep. Which is fucking brilliant. So good. It's, it's the, Love the, that show. The, the holodeck just puzzling out, like ways to to keep the the crew stuck in the holodeck mm-hmm. until they figure it out and it's yep. great mm. that yep. show is smarter than it deserves being <laughs> yeah no i can't wait till it comes back yeah yeah what else is there because i can see i can't see your list but i can see that there are parts that aren't checked off yet all the ones that are che- that aren't checked off yet are from past uh are from after DF- ds9 oh what I feel oh, like so born voyager i feel yeah. like there were other ds9 not really. Not malfunctions. I'm trying to think. They didn't, like, they specifically didn't do a lot of holodeck malfunctions. Well, I know, but I feel like there was at least, there had to be more than just... Alamarine wasn't a holodeck. It was. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't 
theirs, and it was all and sort of working the way it was yeah, supposed to And it wasn't malfunctioning. malfunctioning. It was yeah. designed to do it that. It was doing what it was supposed to do. There was that time evil Lincoln came, but I don't know, that's Futurama. <laughs> wow. Uh, do we count in that case, if you're if you're reaching for a, a DS9 episode, Quark's head on Kira's body, and uh, sorry, Jeffrey Combs, but you're into it. No, they did that on purpose. That was designed that way. Dang, yeah. well yeah. then no. I would love to have seen the time Kira slapped Sir Lancelot. Mm. But that's, again, that's op- the opposite of a mouth. Oh, no, well, I know. what about uh, bada bing, bada bang, bada boom? Well, that was the a jack in the box. That, that was, was Felix. A se- that was a secret part of the program. It was supposed mm. to do that. That's true, I guess. Okay, what about. Do, is, did we miss anything in TNG? Did we talk about the Robin Hood one? Wasn't that, that a. Was, that, that was, was Q. Q. Oh, was that Q? That was, that, was, that was a real thing. Yeah. Damn it, Q. Yeah. And of course, not an Enterprise. They don't have a holodeck yet. Yeah, not no. on that for Enterprise. Yeah. And there are a couple uh, in newer, a couple others in newer Trek. Uh, I know you guys haven't watched all of Lower Decks yet, but uh, when we do, I think you're gonna love Badgie, whom we meet in Terminal Provocations, and is fucking hilarious. Is that like Clippy? Kind, kind of. of. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I imagine Prodigy Lower Decks must have at least one, right? That's the yeah. That's the one that I can think of because any other holodeck thing was just you know it's doing what it's supposed to. It was like it was like Jack McBride or something that was that voice. Oh, was oh Badgie, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. It was Jack McBride. He's fun. He's great. He shows him Bob's working a lot. But Good anyway, and uh, you know, I mean, that's the again, as of recording, you know, we only know Moriarty is in Picard because of the trailer. Right. We have, you know, by the time this airs, he may have actually shown up. We don't know. Maybe season three Picard will will surprise us with a full on holodeck malfunction. Still. Oh, mm. that could be interesting. Or, or it could surprise us by not having any Moriarty at all. It was just a trick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that would be pretty funny. It's That'd like be... it's like there's like a screen of of like ah Jean Luc. Here are some past people you knew. <laughs> <laughs> Captain John Luke Picard, this is your life. Watch that. They got that actor just to put him in the trailer, just to fuck with yeah. you, just so he could stuff me. I full mean, of I trumpets. mean, to be honest, I I wasn't yes, expecting to see indeed. Pulaski in Picard. Oh shit! You haven't seen it. Fuck. I'm sorry. Is I, that really what it is? No. No, I'm lying. It, yeah, it was, I was it was definitely a, yeah. lying about that. It's funny though. They're tangentially related. Have you ever seen Gravity Falls? No. I was so, about to be like, yeah. Gravity Falls is... <laughs> you know I have. <laughs> again, it's a it's a cartoon. Technically, it was like a kid show, but it's way better than it has your right to be. I'd recommend it. Mm. There's some weird science fiction shit that happens, so... Mm. But also weird fantasy shit. But uh, someone, a fan, figured out a huge twist. And like posted on Reddit, it's like, I think this is what's happening. And the writers were like, oh shit, that's like... A huge reveal. Oh, this no. kid just figured is it, out. Is it like the fucking creators of Lost when they realized, oh no, someone guessed it. So let's just make it something no one's gonna like. Nope, even better. Did they, they double down? Nope. They made a fake leak. Like they basically went out of their way to animate a whole fake scene that leaked that contradicted that oh, kid's theory. Oh, that's smart. Mm. So that, like, this quote-unquote leak was out there. You know, they put it on, like, Reddit or something and then took it down, like, two days later, but it was out there. <laughs> so it would be like that if they had purposely, like, let's get the guy that played Moriarty back just to put in the trailer just to fuck with people. Yeah. It'll, yeah. Be, it'll be like Picard in, in season three goes to the movies and it's the yeah. Moriarty show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yes, I, I would say uh, you there's a 
decent chance you would like it. It's only like 40-odd episodes long. Give it like three or four episodes. You might not love the first one, but give it time. I think it would grow on you. It's a really great show. TBD. Speaking of things we have seen, though, mm. um, I also have a whole bunch of other Voyager episodes we've seen already. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's start off with Heroes and Demons, where we kill the fuck out of Freya in the Beowulf oh, program. Which, sad, and I'd, you know, pour one out for Freya. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was also Projections, which was the one where there's like that hollow Barkley, and he tries to convince the oh, EMH right. that he's Lewis Zimmerman, and everything's very weird and twisted and around. So and now, though, is that really a holodeck malfunction? That was the EMH malfunctioning, wasn't it? I feel like it was kind of everything. Yeah, I mean, he was on the holodeck at one point. I know that much. Yeah, and that's why why I think it's in the list that I read. That's fair. Honestly, because there were, so, there were like... 50 fucking twists in an episode. Yeah, that's a I have already forgotten what the actual answer was. I mean, at the core of it, it started with an EMH malfunction, but then it kind of spread. Yeah. Okay, here's, my, here's a questionable one I added. Would you count Darkling, the Dr. The Jekyll, Dr. Jekyll and Dr. Hyde and Dr. Doctor? Well, hmm. I mean, that just seems like an EMH malfunction. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The malfunctioning mage took over the holodeck, but technically, again, like everything that was going wrong on the holodeck was something he did on purpose. Okay, I so I, I buy that then. Yeah, I think that's a little different. Whereas, again, the Barkley one, I think you could say the malfunction spread to the holodeck as well. Yeah, I'd, Whereas, I'd have to reread the synopsis of that because now it's like I feel like literally everything was malfunctioning in that. Yeah, episode. yeah. Just there was so much broken. I'm sure it was malfunctioning. The transporters were malfunctioning, but like anyone was using them. The toilets were malfunctioning. Uh, oh, here's another really good one, though. We really love Bride of Chaotica. Oh, oh yeah, I was going to ask about that son of a bitch. Right. Oh, I beat you to it. You did. Second best holodeck malfunction episode. I mean, uh, that one, though, was like aliens. But it still broke the holodeck. Yeah, it still it did, did break the holodeck. They couldn't turn it off. Yeah, so that's true. It, yeah. At first it was aliens, but yeah, they broke their the holodeck in the process. Yeah, and the last one, and I'm going to need someone to help help me remember what the fuck happened in all of Discovery. Because Sukal is in, like, a holodeck thing. This is the other... Yeah, 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 yeah. Not Kelpian. Sarpaden. Kel- Kelpian, thank you. The other Kelpian who caused, who caused certain things in Discovery that I won't spoil in case no one's seen it. I mean, honestly, the reveal that Sukal is a pretty big spoiler of itself, so I'll just have to tag this one. Fine. I feel like at this point... Is it? I mean, just oh, the yeah. name isn't a spoiler. Three. Well, the fact that it was a, yeah. But anyway, um, God, I don't remember exactly because he was kind of living in a holodeck. Yeah. But I don't remember if it was actually not working right. I think you know, it was breaking down. Oh, it was breaking the down. The program was like it was getting to the point where it wasn't going to work anymore. Yeah, but I don't think it was like a malfunction in the sense of the other ones. Like they, it's still breaking. Yeah. It's still not doing what it's supposed to. I think to. it counts. Yeah, yeah. It showed us, you know, it, it it let Doug Jones film a few days without having to be under 80 tons of makeup. Aw, he's, he's a handsome a, man. He's such a good guy. Mm-hmm. He is. We got, uh, what else? We got Bajoran Culber. Mm-hmm. And... Trillburnum, I think? Is that something like that? And I think Adira is a Zahian. Sure. Which was what Queen Poe is. Queen Remember from the short trek who prefer- she befriends Tilly and the Oh, ice cream? yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah. She just shows up in the yeah. episode and you're supposed to be like, 
If you hadn't seen that short trek, you were fucked. I saw someone on shitposting comment one day because he said, I'm doing a a watch through of Discovery and they just brought up this character and as if they knew her. Did I miss Did I miss something? And someone comments like, oh, oh a short trek. you have to watch the short trek to know what the fuck is happening in the show. And I'm over here flipping eight tables saying, that's not how you do television, no. dirt, I mean, dirt wads. Don't get me wrong. Star Trek fucked up there. But has anybody been watching Star Wars The Mandalorian? Oh, uh, no. But I guess if you didn't see Bo- Book if of Boba you Fett, you're Boba very Fett. confused. Yeah, if you didn't watch the Boba Fett show, and you went from season two to season three of the Mandalorian, let's be fair, no one's watching the Boba Fett show. I mean, I think a lot of people did. I don't know if a lot of people stuck with it. Yeah, no, by all accounts, it was not. I think people only watched it when they heard that it just turned into the Mandalorian. They just tuned in for the Mandalorian. Is it those two episodes that you needed, or like just the ones with the Mandalorian? Yeah, yeah, you don't. Yeah, if you want to get caught up on, if you want to be caught up to watch the Mandalorian season three. Just go watch the two episodes of Boba Fett that have that are basically Mandalorian. I guess I what, wonder why the character was back. I think yeah. what what it's, was it's explained. What was confusing a lot of people, and you know, I don't get it either because I haven't seen Boba Fett. Why he stopped wearing the armor and why Baby Yoda is now a little girl. Well, it, yeah, <laughs> I get it. it. I get the joke. Zombie. Yeah, and they yeah. have they're on one planet the whole time. It's weird. Yeah, it's really gone off the deep end. Yeah. Good joke, Chris. Thank you. All right, those are all the holodeck malfunctions I could think of. Could you guys th- want to add any any others or questions? Like, oh, you know what? I didn't include on my list what? that, but the, but it's a, but it's intentional. Worst case scenario, Seska sabotages mm. the holodeck. Yeah, that's true. But it's a sabotage. sabotage. Would you count a sabotage? Huh. Um. I mean, if we're gonna be pedantic, it's not a malfunction. By the strictest definition. But it is malfunctioning because someone broke it. On purpose. I'm gonna add it just because I like that episode. Yeah, and I'm gonna to go look at Seska. Here's the thing. If we're counting the aliens accidentally breaking the holodeck for Captain Photon, then I think we can count an intentional sabotage malfunction. Yeah. Captain Proton. That's yeah. what I said. You said isn't Photon. It? Did I? You did. Yeah, that's Whoops. more appropriate, though. True. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, the Seska is good, good but... Yeah, I don't know. I was trying to work in a Beastie Boys reference. And ah, it wasn't Jesus, coming to me. Jesus Christ. Uh, right. The Kelvin timeline doesn't have I'm just, I'm just not up on like, classical music as well. <laughs> hey. All right, before Jake can can make a fucking Beastie Boys joke, let's get the fuck out of here. All right, as as usual, you know, you've you've enjoyed this. I've told you so. Uh, and you can also read up all of uh, all of these holodeck episodes that malfunctioned over on our Tumblr page. It's on sshbpodcast.com. Really, we are just here to feed the Tumblr gods, as we do. Uh, we also have to feed all the podcast gods, because they need sacrifice, sacrifices of things. And are, are un- Sack. <laughs> Ames turned into a snake. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Uh, drive me out of Ireland. Please. Uh, yeah, so next week we're doing some more Voyager episodes. Ooh. Like we do. Uh, the episodes next week are going to be... Ashes to Ashes and Child's Play. I love that song. Ashes to Ashes, not Child's Play. It's David Bowie. No, Ashes to Ashes is a David Bowie song. Okay, I don't know it. We'll sing it next week, I'm sure, because you're introing, so have fun with that. Ooh! Make a, make a song parody. So listen to Chris do a song parody next week. Yeah, fuck. Ha <laughs> ha! I'm uh, cutting this so I don't have to do that. No one's going to hold you to it. <laughs> 
we're we're on SoundCloud. We're on all the other podcast locations. You know, like your favorite one, follow along, rate us for five stars, like you do. Uh, we're on SoundCloud. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on other things. I'm not. I'm not your mom. Look, I tell you what to do. I am going to tell you that this has been Ames. This has been Caitlin. Jake. This is Chris. Today, I'm your mom, and I'm going to tell you to do things like rate us and review. Go listen to Ashes to Ashes by David Bowie. And call your grandmother, for Christ's sakes. Thanks, yeah. Mom. Oh, hold on. Sorry, I thought I was going to burp. Oh. <laughs> but it, it did not happen. That you can keep. <laughs>